if you are getting a check from the government, what is the best way to spend those precious resources? Co-host Rich and Regulars Julian Saunders will share his words of wisdom. Plus, we reveal the results of our Money Friends poll and our Money Friends advice on what they will or what they think others should do with that money. That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. Good morning, good morning. This is Julian Saunders, one half of Rich and Regular, blogger, content creator, and coming to you live from my basement in Atlanta, Georgia. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Julian Saunders of the award-winning Rich and Regular blog. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And we thank Tiller, by the way, for sponsoring this episode of Money with Friends. Tiller is your financial life on a spreadsheet, automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and... 20% off your first year. And of course, by using our link, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF, you will also be supporting the show, which we truly appreciate. And we appreciate you being here for the second day in a row, Julian. Thank you, Bobby. I am doing well, as well as I can be given the circumstances. I know you are in New York City and there's lots going on there. How are you holding up? We are holding up, but this is certainly nerve wracking. We're going to try to keep this show upbeat as we always do, but um, these are very serious times and it is nerve wracking. We are all home, uh, social distancing, self-isolating, whatever term you you want to use. Um, And it's it's hard and it's hard to be productive. Uh, We talked about this before we went uh, on the air. I have not been productive, but you have. So before we get to our story, give us some quick productivity tips, especially for entrepreneurs or people that are not working, that want to be working, that are home. And and at least you can make the best use, the most productive use of this time and not just kind of be freaking out, curled up on the couch like I was for a little bit of last week. Yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. Um, You know, this has forced us to I really think on our feet. And so I, we were joking about this, but we've got pretty much two, our, our days, forget about weeks, forget about weekly plans. It's pretty much life before nap and then life after nap. And even while he's napping, we're really just trying to recharge our batteries. Um, but I will say, especially for entrepreneurs out there, um, now is not the time to assume that, hey, everything is shut down. I shouldn't be doing anything. You know, obviously it all depends on the nature of your business, but I think now is really the time to position yourself uh, as someone that is nimble um, and is actively pursuing business because I feel that the business relationships that you establish now are going to be the things that carry you through what may potentially be a recession um, but could turn into something even bigger uh, and better for you going forward. So I would say now it's time time to think about, if anything, how to reposition your business and the services or products that you offer uh, so that you come out of this even stronger. And a lot of businesses are pivoting. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I was having an online exchange with uh, someone who uh, runs a cleaning service. And he says, business is down 60% um, because of this and that. And so a lot of people were chiming in, but the consensus was, hey, you run a cleaning service, but you need to reposition that as a cleaning and let's say sanitation or sanitizing service. You need to start paying attention to those things because the need for that is going to be tremendous going forward. And so, hey, you're right. You know, people may not necessarily necessarily want to have their home clean, but they certainly want to have their home sanitized. And so find new products, reposition yourself, and maybe even go to the extent of rebranding to make sure that your business is top of mind when people are in need for uh, the services that are um, that, that you offer. That's excellent advice. We're going to get some more excellent advice from you in just a minute. But first, I want to hear which one of our friends is going to bring us into the headline. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends. All right, Julian, you want to start reading this um, piece? It is from, gosh, what is the source? It is from CNBC and it is by Jessica Dickler. Um, Take it from here, Julian. Um, Hold on, let me find the link. It's a little truncated there. Let's see. All right. As part of a relief bill to combat the economic impact of the coronavirus pandemic, the government is expected to provide payments of up to $1,200 for individuals or $2,400 for married couples, with $500 added for every child based on the 2019 tax return for those who filed them and 2018 information if they have not. For many, this may be their one shot at building an emergency fund or simply staying afloat. Use these funds if you need to pay for medication, groceries, and sudden life emergencies. This will be an important part of your financial lifeline, said Winnie Sun, managing director of Sun Group Wealth Partners in Irvine, California. To make the most of this money, experts offer the following advice on what you should do with your check after accounting for critical expenses. First, create an emergency fund. This is time to further build emergency savings with the hope, but not the promise, that all of those funds won't be needed, said Mark Hamrick, senior economic analyst at Bankrate. In its 2020 financial planning survey, First National Bank of Omaha in Nebraska found that 49% of U.S. adults expect to be living paycheck to paycheck this year, and 53% do not have an emergency fund that covers at least three months of expenses. Many Americans also are currently are currently or will be facing unexpected medical expenses, Hammock added. So conservation of cash, including savings, is the order of the day. Uh, I'll pick it up from here. Um, Number two suggestion is to pay down debt. Even before the spread of COVID-19 brought the U.S. economy to a near standstill, Americans were taking on increasing amounts of debt. According to data from the Federal Reserve, the U.S. has surpassed $1 trillion in credit card debt, the highest level since the Great Recession. That stimulus check would be put to good use paying down some of those high interest balances, says Michael Foguth, president of Foguth Financial Group in Brighton, Michigan. Make sure you're paying minimum payments on all credit cards or bills. Alternatively, ask your card issuer for a break. A growing number of lenders are allowing cardholders to skip a payment and waiving fees, often on a case-by-case basis, according to Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com. You want to do number three? Sure. Number three, buy time. 
Rather than stockpiling canned food and toilet paper, limit your spending to only the essential items you need in the weeks ahead, Fogoth advised. That includes just necessary supplies. Instead of purchasing too much food, consider spending it week by week and purchasing things in smaller increments, he said. Impulse shopping or Amazon spending is often the worst budget buster. One quick way to put that in check is to take your credit card information offline to help slow down your spending. That's a nice tip. We're going to come back to that, but let me just finish this off with tip number four, which is invest. Now, it sounds counterintuitive in the days of extreme volatility, but if history is any guide, investing, at least conservatively, is a good long-term bet. Data from the last financial crisis shows that staying invested, and I think staying is the most important thing here, helped retirement accounts recover more quickly. For those who stayed the course, account values fully bounced back within three years or by the end of 2010. In fact, in the decades since then, those who stayed invested have done considerably better than more skittish investors who shied away from stocks, that according to Fidelity. Um, what do you think? What stands out here, Julian? Um, I think it's all sound advice. I think, um, you know, what this is also making me think of is that regardless of the situation, and obviously we're in an unprecedented um, moment, we don't know how long it's going to last, but tried and true advice is still true. If anything, it's even more important now. If you're a long-term investor and you can continue to think long-term, um, but in the uh, short run, cash Cash, cash is king. And so uh, I completely agree with all of those recommendations. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about that, but what do you think? The one that stood out to me that I have kind of mixed feelings about, and they put it under the headline of buy time, but they say rather than stockpiling food, they're talking about buying it little by little. Looking back to our episode yesterday on Tuesday, that's kind of tricky because there are so many unknowns and I have absolutely no reason to believe that there will be any food shortages. And certainly in New York City where I am, except for that one surge when this all began a couple of weeks ago, or when I, I should say when we realized we were going to be eating at home long term and begin in that sense, um, there has not been a shortage of most things that you would want in general. There might not be every brand that you want, but there's appropriate that there's been replenishment of goods. At the same time, there was certainly, and most people that were going to do it, there was certainly a comfort in making sure that your pantry was well stocked just in case. And we are trying to minimize the amount of times that we do go out. So I have kind of mixed feelings. I think that you definitely want to, don't want to buy too much perishable food, but you do, it, for many of us, especially if you have a large group of people, um, especially if you have maybe children or parents that you're looking after, if you're in a larger family group together, I, I'm not sure that you want to cut it close and have almost their version, it sounds like, just-in-time inventory. Um, so... Whoa. I'm not really sure. We're going to keep talking, Julian, because I see our broadcast was cut off, it says, by Facebook. I'm not sure why it did that, but I'm going to just press the re-record and just keep going. Um, are you still here with me? I think you are. Uh, I, I am back. Okay, yeah. good. So we're back. Um, we do tape this live in front of a Facebook live audience. Not sure what happened there, but we're gonna, just going to keep going. It seems to have cut off a bunch of audience comments I was about to read. So hopefully our audience will rejoin us shortly. Um, we were talking about buying time and, and, and this idea of, of, of only buying what you need. I have kind of mixed feelings about that. I do, though, really support what they're saying about to avoid impulse shopping because you get a check and you kind of feel like 
you deserve a break. We've all been in this situation at this point as of this taping, generally for two to three weeks um, for many of us. And so there is a feeling like we deserve a little treat. I did go, by the way, and I did spend some gift cards that had been sitting there for quite some time. And so I did do a little splurge and I bought a pair of shoes um, that I will walk to. I will wear to do my walking. Um, So I was able to treat myself to a splurge from a gift card that was already there. So highly recommend doing that if you guys have a gift card to a store. And also obviously you're supporting that business, which is probably not getting a lot of other business. So if you have gift cards, that kind of thing, I think that's a way to do it. But with this government check, I think you should be very careful and and heed their advice and starting with number one, which is emergency fund. Yeah, I I completely agree. I am old enough to remember uh, receiving a stimulus check and being so excited about it uh, when we went through the last uh, recession. And it was a long time ago. um, But I want to say I just used it. I thought of it as a few months to cover critical expenses. And so even then I was thinking, hey, you know, these are unprecedented times. Let me look at this or treat this as something to, uh, let's say, cover my grocery expenses for the next three months. And then I can reallocate um, any uh, excess cash to do whatever it was. It was probably a pay off some debt. And so it was a combination of all of the things that they're mentioning here. Um, But, you know, if you have that cushion uh, and you want to treat yourself, then why not? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, You can also invest it. As they mentioned there, you've got some options um, and there's certainly value in being able to do that as well. But I do think that's most critical is to, um, especially if you don't have an emergency fund, is to use this as an opportunity uh, to really fund that account or to create that account so that if slash when something happens, you are covered and it doesn't disrupt uh, any other parts of your life. And an emergency fund is also a great use if you do get a tax refund, even though they've moved back the tax deadline. If you think you're going to get a refund, get it together and file that tax return. Get your money. Um, we did put this question out to our Instagram audience. The handle there is at Money Friends Pod. First, we asked them in a poll. We said, do you expect to see a check? What percentage of our audience do you think um, is expecting to get a some relief money? Uh, I would say 50%. Close, close. Which way did you, I will say it's not 50-50, so let's pick a side. Which side was the majority? I would say say 60% are expecting a check. Oh, you are so good. Really? 61%. Yeah. Okay. 61%. We had a lot of people answering this. Um, And we did ask them, what are your plans or your best advice on what to do with these government checks? You have some of the answers. I have some. You want to start us off there? We had a ton of responses to this, guys. So thank you for participating. Yeah, I love this at uh, Jay Vargas 81 invest in your local community or donate to those in need. I can tell you, um, if we do for some reason receive a check, that's exactly what I plan on doing. Um, I think, you know, especially given just how down people feel given the circumstances, you know, I think now is, is an excellent opportunity for us to uh, re- Uh, just inject some capital and just some positive energy into our communities, especially uh, local businesses because they're hurting right now. You want to read the next one? Yeah. um, Let's see. I want to read one that I did not send to you. Well, Logan says to buy toilet paper. What what do you (laughs) think about this obsession with the TP? I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, I don't, 
I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. I, I even thought to like maybe do some Google searches and see what's going on, but um, I, I don't understand it. I mean, there's no reason to do it, um, but people are just going crazy. And I think it's just, it's just paranoia at this point. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Although we did buy some. Truth. <laughs> but you know, I got a family of five, Julian, you know, what yeah. can I say? Well, that um, makes sense. Um, and we do look, we have Mrs. Bob says, save them in case you get laid off. Been there, done that three times. So I hope, I hope that you are not in that situation again and you can just save it and uh, have it as extra cash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at a couple other responses here and, um, uh, Natasha says she's going to save or possibly put it towards a vacation after this long quarantine. I can tell you as someone who also had a career in the hospitality industry, that industry is hurting right now. And so I, I love to see that because uh, I really hope that there are a lot of people who, if anything, they're going to want to get out the house and they want to go, you know, enjoy travel and just being um, the, I guess the old version of normal uh, again. And so, yeah, we're already starting to think that way uh, and also hoping that we can capitalize and some really good deals um, while we can. So yeah, I love the idea of putting that money aside because again, you're, you're still supporting businesses just in a little different way. Yeah, and a new appreciation, I think, for Gen Xers like myself of the millennial obsession with experiences and travel and all the things that we sometimes put off because we're waiting for the perfect time. But I really think that we will do more of that when we can, maybe in different modified ways, but we will not necessarily, you know, boomers and Gen Xers, we have this idea we're going to wait till we're ready, wait till the perfect time. Well, maybe now is always going to be the perfect time. And not to diss on saving for retirement, we all absolutely need to do that. But there's definitely got to be a balance because we have to live our life now and do those those things while we can. Um, Mike, uh, let's see, Mich- Michael Ann Allen says, agreeing with point number four here, put that money to work and buy in the market at this deep discount. I mean, definitely, you know stay the course for me. And I'm not giving, I don't know everyone's individual situation, so I'm not giving direct advice to any person. But my general belief is you should stay in and not sell. And if you do have money on the sidelines and you want to dollar cost average into this, which we're all doing if we have uh, 401ks through our employers and we have regular contributions, we are dollar cost averaging into these lower prices Anyway, so I think that's that's great advice. So thank you for that. Um, Shane says, use it to bump up your emergency fund. Lots of people being laid off. Even if you think your job's secure, you never know. Keith talks about debt reduction. Always a good thing to do. Um, Barry saying, pay down your truck loan. Um, uh, Debt-free, now what? It says, emergency fund, help pay bills if needed, purchase necessities. Yeah, these are all great examples. It speaks to how responsible <laughs> your, our listeners are. Um, I'm looking at Rusty here who says, uh, beef up the emergency fund. Stephen Murphy said it's going straight to the Roth. And the editor says, mine will go into my brokerage account. So really glad to see. These are all great answers. Um, no one's saying, you know, anything ridiculous. <laughs> you know, we're all yeah. kind of realizing nice. Hey, yeah, this is an opportunity to do something smart, uh, to do something thoughtful, to be generous, um, and to continue to think long-term. But I really like your point about finding a balance between thinking long-term and also recognizing, let's say, 
the, the fragility of life. You know, we all tend to assume that we're going to be here, um, you know, years from now and that we're always going to be able to uh, have this experience. And I think moments like this are really forcing us to reconcile with that belief or how flawed that belief might be. And so if you've always wanted to do something um, and I'll give you, you know, a little example you know, another thing that you can't really assume is that your favorite musician is always going to be there. And, you know, it's really easy to say, wow, that concert ticket is so expensive. I'm going to wait to see if they come back next year or I'll just wait until the next uh, album. The reality is we may not be here uh, or that person may not be here or that group may not be here or one person in that group may not be there. And so the experience may not be the same. And so we've got to find a balance between um, thinking of the future, but also making sure that we're building a life that is uh, filled with uh, beautiful stories to be told. And exactly when we can travel again, just, you know, right size your travel plans. If your ideal trip was to do a trip that was seven days, we'll make it four days, five days, stay at a hotel that's maybe not your perfect hotel, but a good enough hotel and have those experiences and live your life. And of course, be responsible and safe for retirement as well. And that's hard to do, but try to find the right balance. And again, I mean, I thought of this on the fly, but I did it myself. Go through your drawers. If you have, um, you know, credits, if you have gift cards that you never spent, maybe your kids have gift cards that you can let them spend on, I hate to say this, but a video game, a book, whatever it is, a board game in honor of our friend, Joe Salzihai, who loves board games. <laughs> Use those gift cards and, you know, Use those for your splurge, not these government checks, but maybe you have, I had a bunch of gift cards, um, I think from GameStop for my son, so he can use those Best Buy, iTunes, whatever it may be that you have gift cards from your kids' birthday parties that you haven't used. Let them buy themselves a treat, something that they can enjoy, something the whole family can use in this time that you can maybe, maybe a game you can all play together, but gift cards are a great way to get that splurge um, feeling and give yourself a treat without touching that government money that you may be getting. Um, yeah. Before we get to our takeaways, I'll give you a moment to think about it. Um, I do want to just take a moment and thank Tiller for sponsoring Money with Friends. Um, Tiller allows you basically to manage your money 10 times faster on a spreadsheet. It's the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. And you don't really have to compromise because what it does is it gives you these spreadsheets that you can fully customize. So you can see what's really going on, which will give you a lot of comfort in a time like now, because hopefully you'll discover that things are in good shape, but if they're not in the best shape, at least you know what's going on and you can make an action plan and make the right decisions for you based on the realistic resources that you have. So Tiller is going to make it really easy. They give you automatically every day, they will update your spending, your balances, your transactions. You don't have to actually man manually put that in. It's going to show you what's going on. You just collect, connect your banks once and then everything happens automatically. Learn more by going to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. You're going to get a free trial. You get 20% off your first year by using that link, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And of course, by using that, you also help to support the show. Julian, my friend, you want to go first? You want the final word? I went first yesterday. Why don't you kick us off today? 
All right. I got to say cash is king. And so my favorite tip here is to, you know, conserve your cash. Do not splurge. Don't consider this money that is fun money. Don't consider it something to knock something off your wish list. Um, at the very least, tip number one was build up that emergency fund. Keep the money. Go back, listen to Tuesday's episode where we talk about the most efficient and smart ways when you think about buying food. Um, be smart about how you spend it, whatever it is, and think carefully about what a necessity is and take it from there. Um, no one has ever said, oh my gosh, I just have way too much cash. So <laughs> keep that in mind um, and just chill. Sit on that money. Don't be so quick to spend it. I know I'm kind of stating the obvious, but it's boring. But I think when boring is the best advice, be boring. I agree. Um, and I will also admit that I actually have said that before. Um, <laughs> I went abroad, actually. So it's, it's not exactly the same, but I went abroad. The exchange rate was in our favor. And I did literally say, oh, my gosh, I have way too much cash. There's no way I can spend all of this money, uh, which sounds absolutely you terrible. You know you can transfer it back into dollars when you get home. You lose that's a little not in the how my brain works. but you didn't that's have to spend it. That's not how my brain Julian. works. If I have it, I have to spend it. <laughs> no, you don't. You're killing me. Uh, Come on. We're being financially responsible here on Money with Friends. Come on. I was, I was supporting the local economy abroad. Yes, that's, you were. That's, that's, how I, that's how I rationalize this. Um, no, I, I agree with your point 100%. I agree with the article uh, mostly. The only thing I would do differently is, is rearrange the order in which they uh, made the recommendations. Paying down debt uh, is important, but in times like this, as you pointed out, Bobby Cash is truly king. And so assuming you're a savvy saver and you manage your debt load well, I would prioritize exploring ways to take advantage of delaying or avoiding any debt payments uh, that you may have in favor of holding on to more cash. Uh, this might allow you to boost your emergency savings even more uh, and buy yourself even more time. Um, these are truly unprecedented times, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with having more than you might anticipate. Um, and it might also put you in a position to help others uh, who may not be as savvy or financially responsible as you. So that's my takeaway. Very well said. You always give us such comfort, such wise words. Um, we'll miss you. You won't be back for another four weeks, but we'll look forward to that. Tell us more about what you're up to in the coming month beyond, yeah, you know, beyond hanging out at home. Yeah, right. So, you know, we will figure out a creative way to celebrate our son's third birthday at home. I think there'll be some fort building and maybe some homemade cupcakes. <laughs> we'll figure out something. But uh, for us, we've got some really exciting uh, com, uh, content. We've got potentially some brand marketing opportunities coming out over the next month or so, um, in addition to a lot of writing uh, for our book, which who knows when that'll come out at this point. It's probably 2021. 2021 will be here before you know it, though, my friend. I know. I know. And where can, people, go on? where can people find out more about you, your socials, all that stuff? Make sure we know yeah. where we're going. So if people want to keep in touch with us, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, all the social media channels at Rich and Regular. And our website is www.richandregular.com. 
Very well said. And people can also find out more about you and all of our thought leaders for this season and past seasons on our website. That is moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also go to the show date that this episode originally drops and every episode, the date that it originally drops. And you can see on our schedule, if you want there, you can get a link to the articles that we are talking about. We sometimes forget to say that, but that is always there for you if you want to see the piece that we are talking about. Sometimes they have interactive features, maps, um, graphics, et cetera, that are really interesting. And uh, sometimes we don't have time to read the whole article. So it's a really great resource that our producer, Ashley, puts together for us. And by the way, Ashley also put together today's Instagram poll. So thank you to Ashley for that. Julian, we'll see you in four four weeks or so. All right. It will be here before you know it. Um, time is moving really fast. And so hopefully we'll be able to get some sunlight and walk around and just go back to normal someday soon. We'll stay safe and stay healthy. Everyone follow us at Money Friends Pod. And uh, until next time, thanks so much for joining us on Money with Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC. Copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.